<laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm here today with the Sutter Butter, the Saucy Suts, the Adonis Andrew Sutton in our special episode of Who Asked You? Who a lot asked of people you? Ask me. Everyone. I'm the most popular girl at school. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us here. Um, speaking with you today, my name is Allie Shermer. I am in the Sad Girls podcast, the gang, the the cool cool girls club. Um, and I have with me today, as I said, the Adonis Andrew Sutton. Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, whatever. Um, when does the check hit? Like, <laughs> is that? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. On with it. Yes. Hi. 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 Hi, everybody. I'm Andrew. Um, <laughs> We're both um, over-caffeinated at the moment. So I have like... so much Dunkin' Donuts in me right now. But, um, yes. Hello. I'm Andrew. I am Allie's close personal friend from the high school years. Um, close I went friends. To- yeah, okay, sure, whatever helps. Um and <laughs> and uh basically I went to their brother school. Which right, was that how you describe it? Brother school? Yeah, so we had our all girls high school and then you guys had your all boys high school and yeah. we would go to each other's dances and mm-hmm. yeah. And she's just the person I brought to all of my dances because um none of the other people liked me. Oh, I'm sure. So, Andrew, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your grade school? And then I understand you went to a public grade school? Yeah, I did. Um, I happened to be a part of the working class, unlike you privileged pieces of crap. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) No, um, I did go to public school for um, grade school and then transitioned to a Catholic private high school because we decided to find our privilege a little bit later in life. Um, You know, it's not always, you know, happiness at the beginning for all of us. And I will be bringing this up every time I mention it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I I did go to public school. Um, I actually started in uh, Finneytown, which is closer to Cincinnati and a little I'm sorry, Fanny Town? Fanny Town, you racist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I went to Fanny Town, which um, is closer to, is actually where my high school was. And it's funny because I moved away from the Catholic high school. Um, I moved like an hour north of it after like third grade. But yeah, I went there from kindergarten to second grade. And then third grade, I moved to Lebanon, which is up in northern greater Cincinnati area, which is like a big transition from a more urban, um, not as well-off area. Is that the politically correct way of saying that? I guess, Um, but all I know is y'all got that big-ass YMCA. We do. The the, uh, countryside YMCA is the largest in the um, continental United States of America, as far as I know. Fascinating. Yes, I always... I always saw it on my way over to your house uh, many a time when we... Who let you do, over to my house? I never let you in. Your mom. <laughs> she, your mom. Just like, she, she had to pay you for every time you hang out with me? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
And how was your experience over at the Lebanon, a.k.a. YMCA origin area? Um, well, first off, it's not Lebanon. Um, they're all hick backwater, so it's Lebanon. <laughs> and that's that's dead ass. That is 100% what it is. It is Lebanon. It is not, well, it's Lebanon. But it's not Lebanon. And when you meet the people from there, you figure out why. Um, I think the largest neighborhood probably doubles as a trailer park. I'm not sure. Um, But it's not exactly the most amazing area. Like, there's some good things about it. It's cute. It's quaint. But, like, the school system is just not... It's just not it. Like, everybody's related. Everybody knows each other. Like, the, the principal probably has, like, 12 cousins that are also related to them through marriage somehow, which kind of smells like incest. But uh, we were like the fresh genetic pool in the area, so we didn't really get a whole lot of attention from the locals. But besides bullying, obviously, you're not part of our clan. Like, that's kind of the the feel of it. So, yeah, it wasn't exactly the best, and I'm, I'm glad that I got out of it for high school. But very, um, excuse me, very not a place that you would want to raise your gay child. Not that I'm gay. I'm just an ally. <laughs> I'm Allie. <laughs> That's close enough, right? Pride no, month. No, I, <laughs> I have a girlfriend and also Andrew Sutton. Um, That's me. Yeah. Were you bullied for your, I don't, I mean, you weren't out of the closet at the time. I didn't even know at the time. I mean, let's be real. Like I didn't, I'm, I'm short for those of you that don't know what I look like. I'm very short and tiny and minuscule. I didn't really hit puberty until high school. So it was kind of like coinciding with like the whole, Oh wow. I'm surrounded by men. And then also there's like, you know, puberty. So it was like, wow, Phoenix is like the place to be. But then, um, yeah, public school, I didn't really know, but I think, you know, every gay kid is just naturally more feminine. So everybody else knows, but you don't because you don't really feel it because you're not like into boys yet. If you if you get it, you know, yeah, and you're not looking down on the situation like God. I think you mean the almighty father. Yeah, let's I'm not use his name like that. You are not respectable enough in the church to say that. Any stories? Sorry, I was taking a fat sip of my Dunkin' Donuts. Hey guys, Dunkin' Donuts, this is not a placement ad. (laughs) I'm actually enjoying a nice K-cup of Krispy Kreme medium roast. (laughs) That you can get now for a 10% off discount code of Pride Month Ali Shermer. Yeah, um, being gay at lebanon uh well being like not out at lebanon yeah i know it was it was crappy um it's a lot of bullying a lot of like a trauma so that i could develop my personal character and become funny so i guess i have that to thank for them you know what i mean like i probably wouldn't be funny or interesting if i didn't get bullied that is a very positive way to look at it um mm-hmm. i mean you're not funny so <laughs> Oh, I'm not. I'm going to miss on that one. Um, also, were there any resources at this Libnin school of yours for, like, if you were bullied or if you were struggling mentally or with friends? So there was the school counselor, which I think just doubles as, like, um, like the scarecrow in the yard. 
I think they just, it was the same thing. Like, I, I don't think, like, I went in there and I don't think it was a real person. I think it was just a scarecrow from the field, the cornfield of the person that lived next door. I think they were just like, yeah, it'll do. Bring that on in and just tell it your feelings or whatever. Tell Confessor Bear! Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't really, and and it, it wasn't very helpful. I mean, there was, there was nothing. It's like this very, they're very all about, like, football um, you know, they, they spent all this money recently cause my little brother just graduated from there. So I still have tea about the area, but recently they just, uh, got a new, what is it like football coach for the, the, uh, high school. And I guess at like some small town, he was this great football coach and he just like, they spent all of this money. I think he's making like a buttload of a salary and they didn't like, but, but yet like one of the schools doesn't even have AC. One of like the elementary schools doesn't have AC, but the, the elementary kids don't got a football team, so why do they deserve AC? Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's get, like, and you're still like at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, it's getting like you know ninety something in the classroom, probably over a hundred in the classroom, ninety outside. So I was like, yeah, my mom's like, yeah, we need to get you out of here. So I was like, okay, cool, but, but or my dad more so. My mom was like, you do what you want, my lovely child, be free, be happy. Um, does your little brother go to St. X? Uh, my middle one did. So I'm the oldest. Second one did. Youngest one didn't. He um, stayed at Lebanon? Yeah, Lebanon? he stayed at Le- Lebanon. He's more, um, he's more like squishy. I think he wanted to stay with his friends. He he was, I guess what you would say, like popular in the community. Um, he's brown, so I think all the girls there just thought that was like hot or something like, oh, my God, a different gene pool. My kids won't have, you know, a cleft lip and three eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they were like, go for it, you know, get right. some of that, that ethnic, ethnic that, the ethnic boy. So your transition to St. X, was that? a huge, I don't want to say culture shock, but a big change for you or not so much. Yeah. I think it was a pretty big change. Like you go from this very like public school mentality of like, um, like I would say like the public school I went to, it was a lot more about like clicky, you know, it was a lot more about like who, you know, more about like the drama going on, you know, there's boys and girls, there's relationships, there's all that kind of stuff versus like, um, you know, the private school where it's like, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I am homosexual. Don't tell my parents, they don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, as much as it is like you, the, I mean, there is drama. It's just that during school hours, it's only like a little bit there compared to, I think what public school is like, because, you know, everybody is a guy. And if you've ever seen male friendships, it's just very, Dull. I remember, um, sorry, this just popped into my head. Um, yeah, I have no doubt that that was a huge change for you. I mean, especially the boy-girl drama, I feel like I can kind of relate at the all-girls school because we didn't have boys and stuff, so there wasn't really, like, that kind of drama, but people still went out on the weekends and had fun, whatever. But um, I was just thinking... I remember I had to go to St. X to either give Andrew something or my brother, not you. Yeah. Um, I would never 
I would never take my car out there for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Pretty sure you brought me McDonald's one time, but okay. So I pull into the parking lot. School is out, so all these boys are leaving, and I'm like, oh, this is a lot of testosterone coming out of here. They are bumping the fuck out of each other's cars. Oh, they, yeah. their hoods and flipping each other off and, like, genuinely pissed off. And I was like, who let the dogs out? Like, who just... These guys just scrape up each other's cars. Oh my god, my parents would kill me, but I guess I mean they're they're like vicious. I mean it's it's like yeah, like you said, it's a bunch of testosterone. They're just trying to like I need to go from point A to point B. I don't care who dies in between. It's like very it's very like privileged white boy. This is GTA, bitch. God, my got my way. God, I'm so angry. I'm gonna tell my dad who's a lawyer and has three boats. Like that's it's very that. <laughs> like I. And and you know I'm just over here just like oh okay I'm happy to be here I'm just so happy and like blessed you know bless up <laughs> hashtag girl boss like it's I don't know it wasn't there was some things that I didn't mesh with but I you know when I first started there I, I, there was a lot that I didn't mesh with I don't think you know it was a little bit more of a struggle to like find a friend group and vibe and all that kind of stuff but you know I think as I kind of like came into my own and went through puberty and just kind of like dealt with all the emotions. It was like, Oh, it's much easier to be accepted here than it is to be at like a private school because it's like during the day at school, it's like, I don't necessarily need to worry about anybody. Like, even if you don't agree with like homosexuality or, you know, LGBT issues, they don't, like, no one's going to give you crap. Like, everybody here is not trying to fight you or cause drama because they're all here for the same thing. We want to get an education and we want to be successful. And if they were going to beat me up, it's like the school would actually, like, do something about it. Because, you know, as much as it is like a Catholic school, it's very the Pope Catholic, the current Pope Francis, because it's very, like, we have... uh L- like out LGBT teachers, we have you know everyone's allowed to have a voice, even if you disagree with their lifestyle. So I'm not saying it's like perfect. I'm not saying I agree with that mentality, but at least they gave me a voice and a platform to stand on to voice my opinion because it's the real world. And they're like, if we want our point to be proven to these students, and we want to convince them of our thinking on LGBT abortion, all the all these like very intense things, and we want to get our point across, we need to make sure that every side is going to be heard because. In real life, every side is going to be heard. So we need to be able to have conversations with these people and actually have dialogue with how it works. So I was like, fair. And I'm like, I mean, granted, none of their opinions on anything stand up in the court of law of life. You know, I mean, like, they're like, yeah, I don't I don't think gay people should be able to get married. And it's like, great, that's your opinion. And it's only based on religion. I can't really argue with you on that. But you know, because it's like, there's no facts there. You just you yeah. just disagree because of that reason. So it was like, whatever. Like, I, I don't care. As long as you're not kicking my ass about it, I don't give a shit. That's an interesting, that's a good point that you made that Sanex, you kind of felt like gave you a platform to express and excel throughout your years there. I also kind of feel like Ursuline told me a lot about feminism and how women are lesser than men. I'm just kidding. No laugh. Wait one second. I got Emma one moment. I have to tell my boyfriend to shut up. Sorry. Pause real quick. Yeah, no, you're totally fine. (gasps) 
where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always. The sick, strange darkness comes creeping on, so haunting every time. And as I stared, I counted the webs from all the spiders, catching things and eating their insides. It's fucking Treyway! Like indecision to call you and hear your voice of reason. Will you come home and stop this pain tonight? Let's stop this pain tonight. I'm done with you. I hate you. God. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was like really um everything okay? <laughs> no, it's like fine. Like I rose my voice. I shouldn't have done that. No, um, you're totally fine. It's all you. Like um, I deserved it. Um, what I was what I was saying is that it is great that Sanex was able to allow you to express yourself throughout your years at Sanex in like a safe way. Um I feel like Ursuline, in my opinion, educated me a lot on feminism and how women are seen differently in society. And that's just the way it is. And it's something that's embedded in our society. And I went to college and I felt like I knew so much about women's rights that a lot of my peers didn't know. And I don't, I mean, yeah, I think my high school for that, I feel like I was a step ahead in my own personal development i guess i would say it's like i i agree i think with saint x it was like a coin flip because you either ended up like that where you actually like paid attention and and had some capability to understand what you were supposed to be gathering about it and that was like to respect others and i think that mostly came from people that had some sort of um step down at saint x if you will like being gay being um ethnic being um disabled something that was gonna like put you in a place where you have to see reality for what it is and you have to see the world for what it is and um or you have somebody close to you that represented that so like for my little brother it was probably me you know being his older brother and seeing how i have to deal with life or something like that but then there's some people that i think went there and it took longer for them to figure out or they still haven't figured it out because it's very like oh i don't you know i i've never faced a struggle in my life i'm a staunch privileged you know white boy and no one can convince me that if they don't work hard they can't get to the level that i'm at when in reality it's like people are 30 to 40 steps behind you because of something they can't help. So, you know, I, I definitely think there's still boys that are either graduated or in college right now from my school that think that because they just found a click and stayed in the bubble. Period. Period. But yeah, so that's like just my opinion. Um, kind of transitioning to another topic that we've talked a little bit about, but um, I'd like to kind of delve into it a little bit more deeply with you. If you've, if you've got a minute, <laughs> I don't buy. <laughs> All right. So religion at Saint X. Yes. What's the T give it to me straight. Um, well, the T is that it's not um, straight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of set myself up for that one. It's gay. It's all gay. No. Um, I would say it's very, um, they teach you what I would call like a very logical version of religion. I think because 
that's maybe how our generation reacts to things more is less like if it's going to be emotional, it's going to be emotions based on a logical coming to that point. Um, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but basically our classes were like, okay, we have a scriptures class. We're going to read the actual Bible and discuss whether or not we think this is a metaphor and have a discussion about class and dis- and, and, and go into detail on that. We didn't really have like kumbaya, like hit tambourines and like sway in like a prayer circle or anything like that. Like that we did. I'm kidding. I'm Just, speaking. I'm so sorry. Do it again and see where it gets you. Anyway. <laughs> Christ, Allie. Um, anyhow. <laughs> but anyway, the um the only times we really had those, and I think you had them too, were like the retreats. And even then they still weren't very like kumbaya Jesus. I mean, it's a bunch of like it's a bunch of like guys. You know, the the kumbaya moment is like them telling you about how there's some intense family trauma in their life that they don't want to go to therapy for because masculinity and we're now their therapists. Like it's, it's literally like, yeah, my, uh, my, my brother beats the rest of the family. And you're like, what, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like, And they're just like, yeah. And then everybody like hugs and we all like cry. And I just remember kind of sitting there like, what? Okay, like I feel for you, like that's horrible, but at the same time, do you go to therapy? Like, are you talking you, with somebody about this? Are you, you okay? Should. Yeah, I'm talking with the Lord, right? And so, like, that's what these things were like. They're like very intense, but they're not like there's not a lot of religion brought into it. It's more of like talking, like, it's a place where the guys can talk about their trauma because this is the only space in which men can do that is like with each other when there's no judgment blah 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 that kind of thing and it's interesting yeah that makes a lot of sense right so it's interesting to like see that being someone because it's like you know i'm not super emotional but i feel like i deal with my emotions and i try to process them as best i can um which is puts me at least like at least 30 to 40 light years ahead of any straight man but like (laughs) at the same time it's it's like i don't i just you know women process them very quickly and um, in their own ways. Sometimes that's, you know, dealing with it immediately or taking time for themselves, but men don't even take time for themselves. They kind of just go into it, make assumptions, get it over with. But this was like a place for them to actually open up and like discuss. So like for that, it's a positive. They're at least naming the trauma, but the negative is that like no one there is a licensed psychiatrist or, 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 um, psychologist so like no one there can like be like hey have you heard about lexapro (laughs) like that's not like a thing so a lot of times it's it's dealing with um this intense trauma and it's like your friend and you're like what do you want me to do here my dude like so i understand that they're trying to they're trying to make like a safe space for these guys to open up and talk about and i appreciated that because i think it made everybody more like it made everybody closer and more understanding. So like being gay wasn't that much of like a taboo to them when there's people talking about like this intense trauma that's happened to them. It's like, yeah, I experienced trauma being a, a gay man. So it's like trauma, trauma, we bond. And like, you know, we can find ways of understanding that there's pain in both stories. So let's go forward and just be friends on that. It's like, we can, we can get to the details and the politics of it at a different time. But right now this is not the space for that. And so 
that's the nice aspect. The negative aspect is obviously what I mentioned. Like they shouldn't, it's almost like it's incentivizing the um, space that there's only one time in your life. And it's these, um, what are they called? Uh, Retreats. Thank you. Retreats. Um, where they can talk about these things. Yeah, like get it all out now because you're about to get thrown back into that masculine school and you right. better in, in, shape Back up. into the real world, exactly. And I I just don't agree with that. I think that's kind of dumb. I mean, at the time, like you're just you're just trying to like exist in, in a high school. So it's like whatever, cool. But looking back on it now, it's like I remember having like these trauma conversations with like my friends in college, like freshman year, and just being like, Yeah, that's me, cool. This is why I do things. But then, like, with straight men, it's, like, their their relationships are so shallow and so easily just connected because they never discuss these traumas and discuss, like, how they have opinions on things. They just move on because they don't really know each other. That's why a lot of times they always have, like, this one best friend that they've had since, like, they were six. And it's, like, because they are the only one that emotionally knows me on that level. And it's like, okay, that's great. And I'm glad that you have that person, but you could have more people and you could have more relationships. And it's just this whole like incentivizing of that mentality and that process that I think these kind of all guys schools do. So did I have like a good experience there? Yes. As being a third party there, no one judged me for being the third party. Nobody judged me for being like different there, but I was still different. You know, and I was still gay. I still wasn't straight. I still wasn't fully a part of the culture. I wasn't fully immersed in what they had there. Um, and there was things that you can just subtly understand you're not going to be going to, and you're not going to be doing, and you're not going to partake in. And you just, I mean, it's fine because most of those things I didn't really necessarily want to do at the time. Cause it's like, I wouldn't enjoy this party, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't enjoy this because I don't, like, what am I going to get out of it? You're all going because you want to, like, kiss girls. I don't want to do that. I want to kiss you. No, um, I <laughs> I want to, like, hang out with friends and make jokes and that kind of stuff. So that didn't really happen until I, you know, met you and some of the other gals at the, at the gals schools. Yeah, I remember um, just quick flashback to when we met um, at, like, that dance group or something. And we were at dinner, and we kept making jokes. And I was like, this dude's really funny, and I don't feel like he's hitting on me. This is amazing. I was. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was just like, damn, you got, got a nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> my ass was popping off in high school. What I happened? Lost it in college, I lost weight. <laughs> my twin brother told me that he would see you in the hallway sometimes. And he bullied me. Like, he beat the shit out of me every day. No, shut the. <laughs> He's actually my brother the whole time. Yeah, no, he's yeah. the way he made my life a living hell. It was your brother, Allie. I just started being friends with you to get back at him. That makes sense. Yeah, I actually fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he would see you in the hallway and you'd be walking with like this sassy strut and you looked like you were ready to bitch slap anyone who crossed you. I don't even remember. Like, that was just how I walked. And I never knew if that's, like, actually how I looked or if that was just how they all saw me. You know what Honestly, I mean? Honestly, at the time, it was kind of like, oh, I can see that. I can right. see that happening. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, it was a defense mechanism. It still is a defense mechanism, but like it's, it's, it's transitioned less from a defense mechanism to more of just like nowadays it's my humor. Yeah. It's my humor to be like, I mean, what gay man's humor isn't to be sassy, but I, I, I think I'm, I'm at a place now where it's like a lot of gay men have that sassy aspect to them because it's a defense mechanism. They're worried people are going to judge them or they're going to have to be on edge all the time. I don't really care anymore. Nowadays, it's just kind of like a humor to like when you're meeting somebody new, you know, just kind of like, hey, how are you? And it's like a little bit here and there, a little teasing. If they can, ha- if they can handle it, you know, they can hang. And if they can't, then it's like... If they just start crying and call their mom to pick them up from the sleepover you messed up yeah and then it's also like what am i doing at this sleepover and i'm not in high school how did i get here (laughs) mom come pick me up please mom can you come get me she's like you're in texas (laughs) well let me rewind (laughs) i'm positively surprised to hear that sanex kind of paved a good path for you and helped you get to where you needed to go as far as your high school experience is concerned. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, and I'm not trying to like Are you fucking open, projecting? open a can of worms, but do you think that in any way the school and it being an all boys school kind of um, fostered that misogynistic view that some people have on the world? No, we were all friends. Everything was perfect. (laughs) No one called anyone a slut. It was great. There was nobody that was disrespecting women at my school. We were perfect. Everything was great until, of course, those minorities came in. Um, Proceed that no one was ever, you know. We're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Yeah, I mean, it did. There's no way that, like... It, it wouldn't have, you know, we're all like, I remember my freshman year, one of like the stupidest things I ever saw and was just so confusing to me. And, and, and this kind of thing, it was not common. I, I, I would say like the, the mentality of it is common, but the action item that came from it, that's action item. The um, offspring of this mentality is, um, uncommon like an actual action coming from a reaction whatever this mentality having babies yes it is in fact yeah but no i follow you oh my god excuse me i'm like follow you on instagram twitter hey guys follow me on instagram twitter subscribe and like below um (laughs) the so like we had we had female teachers obviously why do i think female teacher well i mean we don't know the gender of all of them maybe somebody were non-binary or something they appeared to have breasticles they breast (laughs) outwardly they um portrayed as women some of them were obviously younger some of them were older but like the guys would always rank and discuss about like who's hot or you know something like that and i mean that happens at like public schools too. that happened at our school too like to the guys yeah yeah but what i think makes it more intense at an all guys school is that you know, men are at like the prime or not the prime, but in somewhat of a prime of their testosterone and they can actually do something like do something about it. You know what I mean? 
and they can actually cause harm. And it got close to that my freshman year when the seniors were having their sort of like parade around the school. Like I think it was the last day or second to last day. And they were like yelling for this one teacher that was considered like the hot teacher in school and like talking about like how they wanted to like sleep with her they were like screaming this in the hallway and like it was getting intense and i remember like the female teachers i keep saying female that sounds sexist um i don't mean it like that the the women teachers were like um scared and so like they shut their doors and like lock them and there's like windows and i guess one of the windows i don't know if like like it was like one of those like zombie apocalypse type scenes where like they were all like clawing to get in the room it wasn't with like the (laughs) the quote-unquote hot teacher in there. I think somebody just punched it as they were walking by. But I'm like, you know, that's still... Yeah, that's still... And, like, the the window was broken through. It was shattered. And they just kept running around the school. And, like, the librarian was this... um, kind of like what you would expect, like the the stereotypical like mean librarian lady. But, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, makes sense why you're a very... Yeah, like the... Yeah, shut the fuck up! Um... (laughs) a very like mean librarian lady. And like, I guess they were like, they were jokingly screaming that they wanted to have sex with her. And she was, was, and she like told the administration, she's like, I was scared. And like, I think the other, some of the other women teachers did as well. Like, it was like this whole thing. I just remember sitting there like, what the fuck? I I was just like, I would just, (laughs) right. I'm like, I just, I, I can't imagine getting into that mentality of like this, this mob mentality of like, screaming for women that work at our school as like employees like i just i don't know let me just punch out this window right right like right i need to display my masculinity so yeah it's like definitely a place where that kind of shit happens um and that's one of the negatives of i think it being all guys that this mob mentality can arise so quickly of like just masculinity i'm in charge i gotta re I gotta like you know, do things. I gotta get it. Fuck. Flex. Because at least like at public schools, you know, there's always that one girl like, no guys, I know him. I can like, I, I know you, Jack. Look at me in the eyes, Jack. Jack, look at me in the eyes. You don't have to do this. Isn't you? This isn't you. There's nobody like that at our school. There's nobody to to quell them whose name is like Emily or something. Like it's not a thing. Um, it was me. I was just like, guys, I've got this. Hi, look at me in the eyes. Look at me in the eyes right now. It's hot. Um, no, but it, like nobody, nobody's gonna stop them. Like these are like you know football players. These are like you know built guys that you know could break you in half if they wanted to. So it's like you really can't do anything about it besides shut the door and lock it, which is what the teachers did, which I think that right there is insane to me that that's like a thing. That that but, had to happen. Right. That, that like the teachers had to do that. And I'm I was a freshman and I just remember thinking like that's stupid as fuck. So they all like I think they're, we, we, had, we did things like at the end of the year for seniors where they would have like um a day off or they would or, or like and or they would have like this thing called like um was it music day do you remember what it was called it's like my own school and i can't remember what it's called music fest or something like that i think it's music fest yeah. every, every year we would have like a music fest and student bands could play and stuff like that um and i think they canceled all of that for them so they they were punished it's just like how do you punish the entire senior class 
And how do you know who the perpetrators were when this just randomly started? You know, it's like, how do you, how do you deal with this? So, I mean, they, they did, I think everything that they were capable of doing, but I mean, I still think they could have gone further personally, but that's kind of the mentality of a lot of people. Like, I'm sure they could have put like an investigation in, found things out. Yeah. Did they ever find out who punched the window? I don't, because I was a freshman. I was so far like removed from all of that, that like... I don't really know how it fully ended. I just know like what they told us publicly happened. So I don't know who all was like removed, but yeah, there, I mean, there is always like, but on, on the flip side, having older male um, teachers, there were some, there was a good amount of teachers, especially in the religion department, surprisingly, where they would discuss like what it means to, you know, have, have a wife, have a girlfriend, view them as, like, I mean, it's insane that you have to like teach boys this, but you have to, that they are people and that they are to be respected. Like these are things. And I think this is one of the positives that came out of it in the religion department is that you learn to view people as people, even if you don't agree with them, you, whatever. And it doesn't always work, obviously look at the mob. Um, but those things were being said and those things were being intensified and we had plenty of classes where we discussed about if you're gonna have a girlfriend she needs to be your partner a human being that contributes and you don't just ignore now i don't obviously like a lot of guys that i know that i think i was friends with are successful in that i think they have found lovely girlfriends and wives for some of them that you know they have done well with and and treated respectfully and then i think there's other guys that just went through this whole thing of like seeing women as people and objects and there's nothing necessarily wrong with having a hoe phase but it's like what are you having the hoe phase for are you like experimenting and growing and are you treating that person respectfully while doing so so it's this whole thing but at the same time you know there's positives and negatives to it just for me sometimes i think about the negatives and they outweigh those positives like an entire fucking mob i mean that was the only time i think that's ever happened and from at least from since my brother's been there nothing similar has ever happened so that's i guess a positive i don't really even know how to think about that but yeah that's good at least Mm -hmm. that there hasn't been another mob i let it it was scratching and what it was me. I let it. I started oh, it. Yeah, I was like, let's go get pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like um, misogyny obviously is wrong and hopefully not real. <laughs> <I'm> it. <laughs> um, it obviously is something that's a part of our society, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just the way like I said earlier, it's just like embedded in our society. So I almost understand why some of that stuff would happen at an all boys school. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you can understand and I agree with you. Like I understand why things happen. I think a lot of times people just need to, to, to recognize that just because something exists or just because, you know, it's not perfect and it, it's like existence society doesn't mean that we can't, attempt to achieve perfection right it's like you should always be striving i mean there should be an understanding that you're never gonna you're never gonna reach it like it's let's be honest here like i'm never gonna i'm never gonna leave my white privilege or my just i don't know like i feel like i'm always gonna be 
privileged because I'm white. You're white? Yeah. Did you not know? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a minute. Like, I thought you were... Well, I thought I was fucking German, but turns out that is white, so... <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty white. <laughs> it's pretty white, babe. In fact, like, I think it's kind of like one of the whitest, actually. And I know that I'll never reach, like, a non-biased opinion on everything because I'm always going to be biased because I'm a human. Mm-hmm. However, I would like to get as close to perfection, like you said, as possible. Right. You want to strive to understand as much yeah. as you can because you want to be as respectful. And a lot of times that's just, you know, sitting there and listening to people. You know, I think for you, one of the reasons you've probably been able to sit down and listen is being on your basketball teams and and being around a lot of women of color at one time and being invited into those environments and not forcing your way in and making friends with them and being respected with them because you were able to see, Hey, these are people and they deserve my respect. And I think anytime you have an opportunity to be a part of a circle as a guest to, you know, a, a minority group, if you will, like that is an opportunity you should take because it will be a learning experience. It will be a um, moment for you to take in, even if you don't necessarily see everything at once, it's an opportunity for you to say, I did something that made these people want to invite me into their circle as a guest. So I do have, you know, a standing of needing to know where, what my place is, but I get to see them in their environment where they make the rules and they do things. So it's, it's important for me to see that because I can then empathize with them in a future scenario where maybe they don't click with something that's going on in a circle that maybe I am feeling comfortable in, you know? So it's like, I can, I can say, okay, this is, I can help them or, you know, I can, ask if they need help. I can say, Hey, is everything okay? Like, do you have what you need? That can, and I'm not saying like you sit down and baby them. You're like, excuse me. Um, is everything good? But it gives you, you this opportunity. My <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it gives you that opportunity to sit down with them and just be like, Hey, um, or if you're leading something, you know, you remember next time I'm going to have people of color in my circle or gay people or whoever in my circle, I need to make sure that I'm accommodating them and, their needs because that's going to make the most equal and opportune, you know, effective event, if you will. So, yes, I think one of the ways in which I have grown and I've seen myself grow and become more accepting of, of course, the LGBT community, considering I'm a part of it, um, is using the correct diction and the correct pronouns, um, And not being combative if somebody corrects you or is, like, politely informing you of something that's less offensive or something. Like, I feel like I'm still encountering friends, some friends, um, who are combative when you kind of correct them. Like, Uh oh, you don't want to say that because you're – that's kind of racist when you put it like that. And then they get all combative, like – well, that's not what I meant, and that's obviously not what I meant. And you knew blah, blah, and it's like, yeah, but what about somebody who doesn't know who you are and doesn't know that that's what you meant? Or right. it's just, it's a mindset. It's 
Like, what if you had a friend that was with you in that circle and they didn't know you and you said something like that? You know, like one of your friends invited a friend, a friend of a friend, if you will, and they made you made something inappropriate. And that friend of a friend obviously was uncomfortable, but it's like they don't have they're not in a, in a community or a circle that where they feel as though they can voice that opinion and say something to you. So it's, Agreed. I think on a, it being an ally to any minority group is to be able to sit there and say, Hey, you made my friend uncomfortable. You made me uncomfortable by doing that. Um, and I, 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 as my friend, I want to make sure that you don't do that again, because I, I don't want you to make these mistakes and I want you to be a, the best person you can be. Right. And it's like, that doesn't make me any better than you. It just means in this moment, I see this as an opportunity to share something with you. And, you know, if they get combative, they get difficult. I mean, that right there is a red flag. But one thing I wanted to to mention, a lot of these, because I agree with you, a lot of like, you know, friends and stuff like that will get combative and, and stuff like that. And it's like, Knowing you in high school or knowing, not you specifically, but, you know, third person you in high school, these people in high school, it's like, you would never have been this combative. You would never have been like this, I'm doubling down on my ways. Like, what happened where you took this turn and were like, these damn pronouns, I care so much about them. Like, it's a win. You would not have given two shits in, in high school. You probably would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, and moved on. Like, yeah, and, and now they're now like you, these people are just like I will never. And I mean, I we all know what it is. It's the political climate of Trump. Yes, like it's this whole thing. I just don't. I just don't understand. Where it's yeah, like, I had a um, not going to say who, but I had um, family friend say after I had announced that I had a girlfriend, and my um, family friends did not know, and. First thing this guy says is he pulls me to the side and he's like, you're not a real lesbian, are you? And I was like, you know no, I what? Don't, I don't really eat just, just that question right there. Like, that. <laughs> first of all, if you want to know my sexual orientation, you can ask me. However, it just, I mean, his but, response yeah. was just telling that I was dealing with an uneducated Great. recipient. I guess it's, it's not that. even his business, you know, it's like, if you really want to know, like, I don't know, ask a friend that is, or like, you know, if, they, if they're a family friend, they probably know your, your brothers or something. So like, I don't know. Ask yeah. Them. Or just like, be like, well, I'm happy for you and your partner. I'm happy for you and your girlfriend, whatever the fuck you want to call it. His business. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just trying to think of like, you know, being that person where curiosity kills the cat, where it's like, how do you find out? And I mean, their long answer is it's none of your business, but I mean, that's not the real world we live in. People want to know things. Um, and I don't know. It's just like, find the most respectful way of asking that. And if you still get burned when asking, then understand that it was a question you shouldn't have asked, but cause not everybody's comfortable saying these things because they're at different points in their sexual maturity, sexuality, maturity, whatever you want to call it. their, their process of finding out how, you know, where they are on the spectrum of homosexuality, of sexual orientation. I love the spectrum. The spectrum of orientation. What about sexual education at your high school? I've been really kind of looking forward to hearing this answer. Oh, um, we had a semester of health class 
and I think it tied in with our, like, like we did gym class and health class at the same time. And I think it was just this assumption that, like, everybody knows what sex is. So then they just tell you about what STDs are. They're really, I, I don't remember there really being any push of, like, abstinence or anything like that. I mean, they said, like, use a condom, but that was, like, about it. You know what I mean? Because like you they, say they were a bit more realistic like yes, they're gonna but, go out there and do it <laughs> I, i'd say it's like a like a, a bell curve almost it's like the more you are about abstinence the more you talk about sex but in the sense of like how bad it is and how you shouldn't do it and then like the more realistic you are about it the more it kind of goes down and you talk about it less and you just tell like i don't know like use a condom stop talking about it like like that kind of mentality where it's like wh- whatever just i don't know use condoms don't don't ask me questions ew gross um and then, like, obviously, then the more, like, you, you keep going, it goes back up again, and they're like, let's get into every fucking detail about sex. So, I mean, for us, it was really just, like, use a condom, these are the STDs, this is what you should do if you get one, um, or, or this is how you would treat them, or whatever, which just basically means go to your doctor and deal with it there, don't come to us. Like, so it wasn't very education. I mean, I zoned out for, like, half of it, because I was like, whatever, none, none of this shit really applies to me, but, like... <laughs> Because there was, like, a whole section of, like, pregnancy, too. And, like, that shit, I don't really even remember how in-depth it was because I just was, like, not there. Anyone but, can get pregnant. And I'm, like, my buffy is quaking. Um, <laughs> sir, oh, my God. Tell me more. Oh, herpes. Um, Maybe a little bit of AIDS. Oh, fuck. No, but, yeah, it, it was very... I mean, it was light, but I would say it was more realistic than just like, don't have sex. Sign the um, thing. Petition? Yeah, the petition to the the abstinence card. I will not spill my seed until the night of my wedding. I've had a lot of weddings then. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Been married quite a few times. Oh, I'm sure. Um, just to go back to your stature as a person, um, I remember in high school, Carlisle said you looked a little bit like Daniel Radcliffe. No, it was, um, no, it wasn't, I don't think it was Daniel, it might have been Daniel Radcliffe, I think I've heard that one before, but there was also, um. Oh, Ezra, or? No, the guy from, um, I've heard Ezra Miller, too. Yes, that's who I but, like. <laughs> Somebody else said the guy from Hunger Games that played PETA. I don't remember his name. Josh Hutcherson? Yeah. I don't personally see uh, that one. I think it's the short build. It's the short build, and I think the jaw. That's what it was. Yeah. Everybody that's listening to this movie, he sounds hot. And let's see a picture of me and be God, like, that movie God. was that movie was tragic. I watched that when I was way too young. The Hunger Games? No. Um, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Bridge to Terabithia with Josh Hutcherson. I never watched that. That's the Josh Hutcherson you look like. I'm just kidding. Maybe back then I did. I don't know about now. Maybe that's why everybody wanted me. All right, everybody. Thank you so much to Sutter Butter, the Saucy Suts, the Adonis, Andrew Sutton. Follow him on IG. King... You want to give them your handle? My handle? Um, Okay, well, 
guys, it's Saucy Suts 22, S-A-U-C-Y-S-U-T-T-S 22. Like and follow. I will follow back, I think, unless you're weird. Just kidding. I always follow back. Even like those random accounts that follow you, I follow them back. And then they unfollow me and then I unfollow them. But I like the attention. Yeah, I get so pissed when I fucking accept their friend request because I want more followers. And then I follow them and then boom, one follower gone. Oh. And it's like you don't think. And these people should know. It's like by the time that like you follow me and I followed you back, you should have recognized that if I'm following this random account that I do not know back that I fully have an app that tells me who unfollows me. <laughs> you Are you kidding not. me? I am, I am like, I, I will know. I'm just, anybody that is listening to this, that is like, Oh, Andrew's like too liberal, crazy for me, leftist, whatever. It's intense. I don't like this. I'm going to unfollow him. I will see it and I will know who you are. And if that's what you want, if you want to know that I know, that's totally fine. But I will dox you. He will tarnish your your reputation. I will I will hack in, find your nudes, and then <laughs> ruin your life on Twitter. Do you understand me? Do not unfollow me. <laughs> but anyway, guys, follow me. I'm really fun. But, like, don't cross me. Right, don't cross a bitch. I'm already getting ready with somebody. I'm going to dox him. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for kicking back with us and relaxing. And I I bid you all farewell. Can and I take a shit? Is, um yeah, but I have to shit too. Sorry. It's kinda hard to talk and think about shitting at the same time. Oh my god, um, I'm gonna cross streams. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't that close. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>